Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello listeners, and welcome along to episode 82 of Ready Player 2. We have for you today an incredibly scary array of podcast hosts. Not necessarily because it's nearly Halloween, just because we're all a little bit freaky. We haven't got Ross with us today, but we have got everybody else. So I'm Rich. I am Dracula of the podcast. Mostly because I will drain all the fun, excitement and joy out of it, because I will talk an awful lot. We also have with us... What? I was going to say, is that that not Lee? No, no, Dra- oh, oh. no, 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 I've you're, got You're Dracula because you suck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I was working in the lab late one night, when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. From the monster, from his slab began to rise. And it was Lee. Say hi, Lee. Hello. <laughs> I don't know what to think right now. Is he not, is he not a mummy because he's ancient? No, no, no. He was doing the mash, though. He did the monster mash. I did the monster mash. Uh, I was there when we that was also have, We also have the Mistress of Evil. She who shall not be named. Mr. Lewis Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got any witty comments to that. <laughs> I'm just being entertained. This is great. Just keep going. And from beyond the realms of Mordor, we had to bring the actual person who plays spooky spooky games and can stomach them, Miss L. The eerily eldritch L. The eerily, that would have been way better. (laughs) I wish I'd have said that now. Welcoming the call of Cathal. (laughs) (laughs) See? The woman's so scary that if you add a few letters, her name becomes Hell. Help. Or let me go. I want to leave his basement now. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a slightly spoopy episode for you today. Uh, Now, other than Elle, because I would imagine that she's probably played a couple of spoopy games of recent, have any of us played anything spoopier than the Hello Neighbor multiplayer game that we've got recently? Uh, I think. Graveyard Keeper? That's not exactly spoopy. No. Does Dark Souls count? That was scary for other reasons. I did. Dark was... Souls is just a, an infuriation simulator. That's, yeah. Yeah. So Dark, Dark Souls was only simulator. scary. Yeah, Dark yeah. Souls was only scary because it's like self harm, yeah. and also <laughs> also because I, I watched the gradual and definite demise of Lee's sanity. I, <laughs> oh no! Made me mad. Live live on stream. It, it uh, didn't yeah, last very long. It wasn't very no, gradual. He, it was quite oh, sudden, yeah. actually. <laughs> he rage quit. Oh, the whole internet was gone. Look, what we're going to do this podcast is, rather than talk about games that we've played, because we could have gone off and played some spooky games, but I'm not sure that the majority of our hearts could have taken it. Instead, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about spooky games of yesteryear and spooky Ooh. games that we wish would come out and spooky, spooky games that are coming out soon. Anything spooky that sticks with the theme. Are we, are we right? Are we all right with that? Yeah. So I did not realise that that was a plan, but yes, let's go for it. I just, oh, okay. There's well, never I'm, a plan. I'm happy to adjust the plan. <laughs> In fact, that's the plan as of right now. In about 20 minutes' time, the plan will be something else. Mm-hmm. Um, happy days. Right. Now, the the big thing, the one thing that we've got to talk about, and the, the problem is, it's going to be really tricky, but does everybody have one game, one spooky game 
that they want to they want to talk about. They want to say something. About. It doesn't have to be amazing. It doesn't have to be the best spooky game you've ever played. It doesn't even have to be particularly really spooky. But a horror game that's stuck in your mind. I've got one. I've got a couple actually, but I've definitely got one, and it's I've one got... that I really wish would be remade. Yeah, I've got at least one, but it's not because necessarily because of the game. It's because of the kind of events surrounding or the events after the game. Oh, was there a mother? A mother? <laughs> oh my word. Right, look, L probably has 45. I'm, I'm um, heavy breathing right now. <gasps> I'm heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm not going to start with L because that would be way obvs. Um, I want like to start with Lewis. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, mine... <sighs> Cast your minds back to the year that I'm quickly looking up that <laughs> Silent Hill came out. Do you want me to do a came harp out. noise? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, cast your mind back to two, 2006. Oh, wait, no. that's a film. No, I was going to yeah, say. I was, I was going to say, it was before that. <laughs> oh, no, you're going to say the same one as me. Cast your mind back to 1999. Oh, God, that sounds better. Life was better. We were the edge. We were on the the precipice of the Y two K virus. Uh, on, yeah. uh, the, <laughs> changed the world. The thirty yeah. first of January. But never mind. Um, anyway, I was, however, old. Um, my myself and some friends. Um, we rented uh, a copy of Silent Hill. I think we may have to explain this, kids. For those of you who aren't fully aware of, of this of this phenomenon within gaming and TV shows, there used to be actual brick-and-mortar places, physical locations outside of your house that you could go and pick up a physical copy of a game and then play it for seven days and then take it back. It was incredible. It was so incredible and, and so world-changing, in fact, that basically everywhere that did it went bump a few years later. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, anyway, I, I rented this copy of um, Silent Hill with my mates. We all chipped in for it. We all had a sleepover. Um, and we, so we all switched the light off, had the TV on the floor. We were all laying there. And I don't know if anyone remembers, there is a scene in, or there is a, a, a portion in um, Silent Hill where you're, I think you're moseying around the school you go into one of the toilets. <laughs> yeah. And Everybody the fir- remembers the first time they were in the toilets at school, Lewis. <laughs> and one of my friends said, oh my God, this is where a giant turd monster come out, comes, comes out and gets you. They, those were hit almost his exact words. Almost immediately afterwards, one of my other friends, Keith, I will never ever forget this for as long as I live, Keith let out the loudest, most almighty fart you have ever heard (laughs) and we all nearly shat ourselves. There was nearly a turd monster in that bedroom. (laughs) Oh my god. And then we played the rest of the game with the lights on. (laughs) And the windows open. (laughs) Yeah. And the windows open. Fully aerated. Needed to get a through draft. Honestly, that I mean, I've played horror games since. I've played not a lot, but I have played the odd horror game since. And it's not even about the game. Just that one moment will forever stick with me. Just because (laughs) I and I will forever remember Silent Hill in a fond, a fond fashion. In a fond yet slightly odorous light. Happy days. The thing is, with the first Silent Hill, you needed a couple of kind of excitable bits to keep you going because it was it was quite slow paced and considered. Yeah, I really liked. I really, really liked the first Silent Hill game. Like, really, really liked it. But I went back to it probably five or six years later, and it did not age like a fine wine. No, it had no. definitely aged like milk. It had the it had amazing dialogue in it. <laughs> where they clearly had two people in completely separate rooms with, I'm relatively sure, completely different versions of the script. 
mm-hmm. recording their lines of dialogue with no relation to or interaction with the other person. So with these really awkward stilted pauses between one person talking and the next person talking. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was just bad. Bad. But it was still an amazing game. Oh, oh absolutely. I have tried to go back and play it on the Vita of all consoles, but oh, wow. um yeah, it, it just it doesn't hold up well. No. At all. <laughs> that that's it, a good story though. I like stories about games, those little memories that you have of games that don't actually really have very much to do with the game at all. Mm, it's just absolutely. something that sticks with you from playing it. Yeah. Oh my word. Uh, and to be honest, there's probably only maybe one or two other kind of anecdotes that I can think of about games that that have stuck with me so vividly. Um but most of them aren't even recent games. They're all from childhood. So, yeah, they're the ones that stick with you, aren't they? Yeah, and that one is the 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 prime one. It's because a lot of them from back then were new experiences. I find it really difficult now because almost everything feels like it's a rehashed version of something we've had before. Mm. And it might be new and fantastic to the newer generation of gamers that didn't experience those games from before. Yeah, but when you've lived through it a little while, it's difficult not to be a little bit jaded with new things that are coming out. That being said, there's a few games coming out like soon that I'm excited old. about. That is getting old. Yeah, that is nutshell. That is age. Talking about age, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a memory of a horror or spoopy game? It I do. But again, it doesn't have to be that spoopy, and it doesn't have no, to involve not. flatulence of any kind. I'm I'm tonight's marshmallow. So um, okay. Just right. So, my um, my game uh, was played. I think it was either 1995 or 1996. It came out in 1995. It was a PlayStation One game, uh, and I'd only just uh, not long moved into the house that I'm living in now um, as a young family, and um, I set up my um, old oh god CRT television in the kitchen in the dark. Just uh, put the telly on the on the side and a, a wooden chair in the middle of the kitchen. Lights out, and I played Doom. Um, <laughs> uh, which, you know, I've built that up. It doesn't sound that scary. But for the next week and a half, two weeks, I shit myself regularly. It sticks. <laughs> Was that? Was that your just your age? You need that kind of bowel movement, though, don't <laughs> no, you? No, no, this was... Uh, That's the this, kind of thing that roughage just can't buy. <laughs> this is a few decades ago now. Um, so I, you were uh, only in your 60s. <laughs> <laughs> I still had some pro- control away. over my faculties then. Um, yeah, I, it wasn't helped by the uh, my wife um, regularly sneaking in behind me and because uh, I was playing with, uh, you know, with the sound up and the lights off and she would sneak in and scare the bejesus out of me. Um, so this is this is Doom. This isn't Doom 2, this isn't Doom 3, this no. is not the 3D versions. This well, is Doom. It's Doom 2 and Ultimate Doom mixed together. That was the Sony PlayStation version of it. In fact, right, right this, this was a really good version. It, John Romero is quoted on the back cover of PlayStation version of Doom calling this the best Doom yet. Wow. Oh, I know, of both John the Romero. Dooms that he made. Yeah. That was the best, the best one that he made. <laughs> um, I actually, it's the it's the game that um, it's you know when this question was asked of me, what's what's the, the the scariest game that you remember? This one just pops into my mind all the time. Even though I've played some VR stuff recently, um, that would more, most likely qualify as more scary, and I probably screamed a little bit more. But this one stuck with me all that time. But I'm not I'm not really. I am the marshmallow. I don't like playing games. We've scary. done a couple of videos where I've put Lee into uh, a scary game in VR. Yeah, we were meant to take used, turns. We've used Mixer, which has got like ver- less than a second delay on the stream. So I've sat there on Skype, watching him basically in real time keck himself, and it is one of the best <laughs> things that I've ever done in my life. Making me keck myself as well. That so scream good. that you did. Oh, I'm good at screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so am I, I need to be. I'm, I can't believe that your standout scary go- scary game of your entire generation I, was Doom. I never played weak. Silent Hill, or I just avoided them, or I just I saw them and didn't want to play them. That's that's the problem. 
I only play, to be fair, I only played Silent Hill through peer pressure. Oh my god, <laughs> Silent Hill is so good. Silent Hill is so good. Look, it is good. good. At least one. it is genuinely scary, unlike Doom. Uh, yeah, it exactly. Was, <laughs> no, no, no I, it was genuinely scary. Not in the same sort of way, but <clears throat> it was dark. The game was really dark. and, and In the uh, same way that Mario Party might be scary. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Party's scary for other reasons, because there's people in your house touching your things. Um, <laughs> right, look. I'm going to go to. I, I'm sorry, Alan. Is it all right if I come to you last? We're going to go around a couple of times. Fine. So we're going to. I've got a bunch actually. I've got a bunch of creepy, not necessarily full-on scary games, but I've got a bunch. I'm going to talk mm. about two. The first one, very quickly, is the one that made me punch myself in the face, and this is the only <laughs> horror game something we that all has wanted to do ever done this right. And this is actually relatively recent. Uh, before I got a Vive, before I got a HTC Vive, I went to a VR party at a place I used to work, and a guy had brought his Vive with him, and we were all setting ourselves up in it, and I'd never properly been in one before, and he had really good turtle beach headphones, and he put them on my head, and everything was very immersive, and he put me in a game called Emily Wants to Play. <laughs> I'd never brilliant. played this game, and I'd never even seen this game before, and nobody really explained to me what the game was, however... There are two things that this game does exceptionally well. The first one is positional audio. For the first probably 10 minutes of the game, you see nothing, but you hear tiny little footsteps moving around in the periphery of your vision, and you're constantly wheeling around. After around about 10 minutes of gameplay, something grabs your face and it makes you punch the headset. And that's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> Basically, I kept hearing all these noises and I kept turning around to try and catch what it was. And eventually I thought, you know what, it's not going to come at me until I turn the lights out. So I'm going to turn the lights out and kind of entice it to come get me. So I turned the lights out and then lost the light switch. And then <laughs> I couldn't turn it back on again. So I ran back out into the room that I was in previously that had some light coming in through the window. And as I turned into the room, something grabbed my face. The lights all turned back on again and I had this little creepy doll thing hanging off the headset <laughs> and my instinctive reaction was to swat it away <laughs> so this this guy who had just strapped a 750 pound HTC Vive to my face when it fell off was not looking very happy with me oh, no. but in my defence he could have put me in anything it's his own stupid fault <laughs> yeah. for putting me in that you have to the be careful actual, what you put people in. in you, yeah, I, I've stopped doing it now. I've yeah. stopped doing it because I've, I've had two broken controllers now and nearly a broken headset. I've oh, still no. got one broken controller with people being too exuberant in VR and it's, the kit's so fucking expensive that you've got to be really, really careful. Mm. Look, there's another game that I wanted to choose as my standout game. And this isn't, this wasn't that scary. It had moments. It was a little bit cerebral, more like Silent Hill rather than like jump scares, although it had a couple of jump scares as well. But the mechanisms in this game were so brilliant that it's stuck in my memory. Every single time somebody says to me, what horror game would you have remade? This is always the one that comes to mind. And it's Eternal Darkness. Oh, yeah. Did, you, did you guys ever play this? Oh, you yeah. no. wouldn't have done. <laughs> um, so Eternal, Eternal Darkness was a, a game on the GameCube. And it was a kind. It was a creepy game, very similar to kind. It was almost Silent Hill slash Resident Evil mixed together. But you played as various different people across different timelines. But it had a sanity meter. Yeah. And as things happened in the game, as well as your health bar, you've also got a sanity bar. And the more things that happen, the more bad choices that you make, or the more times you get hit by enemies and stuff like that, your person's sanity gradually goes down and down and down. And when it gets low, the game changes. Um, staircases will change and be upside down or objects will just move around in the room that you're in. It's not actually going to hurt you, it's just fucking you up. And it keeps doing subtle little things, like you go to open a door and it slides ever so slightly further down the wall. And then at one point you'll be playing and the whole game will just crash. And you'll get like a crash screen and then a boot-up logo, but it's the PlayStation boot-up logo. <laughs> and it's like, and it's it looks like it's booting a PlayStation, and then and it does loads of brilliant little touches like that all through the game that that break the fourth wall and take you into something else entirely. And I absolutely loved it all the way through. The whole experience was amazing. It had a lot of problems and a lot of flaws. And as a scary game, it definitely wasn't the scariest. But it was so well done, so well crafted with the technology at the time that I always remember it. And it's something that I always. But you, again, you can't go back and play it. You can't go back and play it on the on the GameCube. It just does not stand the test of time well at all. Yeah, agreed. you've got it. Oh, you've got to play that. Did, did you have a GameCube? Did you play that, L? I did. 
it's do you know what the sanity meter is such a, a prolific thing these days in certain horror games is it it's, yeah because you've got things like um amnesia where uh, if you stay in the dark for too long um bad things will happen things get squiggly um uh i'm trying to remember like there's there's quite a few games now that use the don't stay in the darkness um kind of um mechanism yeah uh and make things a lot harder to see or they warp your uh, perception of the game itself so that's something that has carried on throughout quite a couple of games it's a really nice mechanic that um people have kind of picked up on did that stem from eternal darkness is that something that 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 it started or was it around Uh, before that for me, I think it's the first one that I um, actually experienced having this sanity meter. Um, it's the standout one. Whether it actually is the one that started it, I'm unsure. We're going to say that it is. And what we say is fucking fact. <laughs> fact. <laughs> that's, the, that's the end of it. Um, right, I'm a little bit afraid of doing this, and I've held it off as long as I possibly could. But we've spoken about our slightly shonky and really not very scary games. L, I know this might be a bit tricky, but if you could pick one standout experience, uh, just, just one, one, if you can, a couple if you need to, I did a couple, so it's not cheating, Okay. just if you can, just one standout experience from a scary game, it can be like uh, Lewis's fart story, it could be like <laughs> Lee's not scary game that he's pretending was scary so that he could be on the podcast, um, or it could be so like needy. my, or it could be like my actually genuine one actually lewis's was genuine so that's okay it's only leaders rubbish um (laughs) (laughs) what what have you got for us there are so many um so i would love to choose silent hill 2 but it's silent hill 3 that resonated the most with me when i was a kid um so when i was a kid when i was age appropriate for playing this game look i love scary games um I used to read a lot of dean koontz novels uh and one of the things that i that makes me uncomfortable Dean Koontz. Uh, oh. He's like a poor man, Stephen King. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically. He's a bit more broken than Stephen King. <laughs> I'd love to choose Silent Hill 2, but Silent Hill 3 is the one that stands out for me because birth as a concept makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, I would I would just blame aliens, but it's not quite that that actually has made me feel uncomfortable with the concept of birth. Uh, Silent Hill 3 has this really creepy kind of moment in it where... Uh, well, it has two moments, two standout moments for me. We'll get to the bathroom in a bit, but everyone loves a spoopy bathroom. Uh, there's this bit where you're supposed to be um, like pregnant with this dark god thing, uh, and you like hawk it up, like you you vomit it up. It is one of these moments where I'm like, do you know what? Being pregnant not worth it, man. Uh, you know that's not how actually works. how pregnancy that, that, works. No. That's not how for it normal works. People. But well, <laughs> send you she, links. She, uh, I, I know how birth works. But um, like that, that whole um, like concept of something growing in you and you can't like actually get it out. Uh, that is fucking insane. Uh, I mean, you have just described pregnancy. Yeah, that, that basically <laughs> is what it is. That, that that is what it is. And me in the uh, morning. It's. <laughs> I don't know whether it'll be like on YouTube. Uh, I'm unsure whether it will have aged well uh, as a game. I've not gone back to play Silent Hill Three in quite a while. You've got some really, really great bits in there. There's this uh, surgeon guy who is mourning uh, like his his daughter uh, and is like really obsessive about this doll. Um, so you bring him the doll and the doll sinks into this pool of blood because he's like slicing him to himself. Uh, and the doll comes back out and has a has a chow down on on the dad. That is a great mm. moment. Uh, I was sat there like, Do you know what? Wow, children birthing also scary. Um, but there's a scene in the bathroom where you uh, enter this bathroom and there's this um, proper uh, floor to ceiling mirror, so you can see everything. Um, uh, so you walk over and you're like, oh, it's a mirror. Yeah, it's fine. Um, have a little bit of a potter around, three bathrooms, a basin sink. Fab, nothing in here. I guess I'll leave. Uh, so you go to leave and the door is locked. 
and you start taking damage as you're stood there trying the door again because you're like well I've, I've just come in here and there's there's no other doors here um it forces you to watch that mirror where your reflection and everything in it slowly becomes uh covered in blood um and it's not like ah oh, this is something that is fine uh the blood starts coming down from the walls and goes into the sink on uh the mirror uh side and then it starts coming out of the sink on your side and mm. i have never been so creeped out by just a visual representation of blood doing a doing a travel <laughs> it, <laughs> just doing a casual travel um it's such an amazing moment like that it was such a standout really vivid um experience for me when i was when i was a wee baron so uh yeah silent hill 3 you know, good job there's I weird little slept bits for a decade oh no good grief there are weird little bits in certain games where i'm pretty sure that the people who made the games didn't they, they probably thought to themselves oh this would be a bit creepy and then they probably didn't realise how much it was going to resonate with the people that were playing it. Um, yeah. The one, the, I had a similar thing where I, I had never before, and I'm, it's used in loads of films and it's used in loads of horror things, but children's music and children's nursery rhymes mm. um, <laughs> yeah. mixed with something creepy. Yeah, Dolls. Now, I was aware it was a thing. Yeah, I was, I was conscious of it being a thing. But on the N64, there was a game called Shadow Man. Yeah. And in Shadow Man, there was an area called the Playground Asylum. And it is basically a weird, fucked up daycare center inside a mental asylum. And the entire time, you've got this kind of twinkly children's music playing while, as you're moving through the like daycare areas, there's utterly fucked up things that are like spewing globules of horribleness everywhere. And you've got to slice your way through them. It wasn't a particularly creepy game, but God, that stuck with me. That it was just really like the the twinkly tune while you're butchering these things was just. I came away from it thinking, I'm not okay. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I don't feel all right anymore. Um, we we had a bit of an experience earlier, and this we might not want to talk about this. Is this something we want to talk about, Lewis? The 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 mild experience, mild. Not about mild. The experience that we had earlier that, that you guys were having a chat about afterwards and thinking that possibly this was the line that you had to draw in the sand. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about that now? Or is that something we talk about later? Uh, we can talk about it now and come back to it another time. Okay. So, a thing happened earlier. This didn't bother me as much as I think it bothered you guys. <laughs> um, for quite a long time, there has been a game that has been out that has been a favourite of YouTubers and Twitch streamers called Hello Neighbor. Um, and this is uh, it's a single player game it's supposed to be a creepy horror game it is kind of creepy I guess if you're quite young it's not um, a horror game it's hey it's not intended to be a horror game it is no it actually it even calls itself a horror game really so yeah, like yeah, it even, yeah it even calls itself a horror game so in the original game you are um, you're just a person you're a kid who's broken into your neighbour's house because presumably you're a little shit um, and then you get chased around the house by this AI neighbor who is this weird, creepy-looking Russian dude. Right, okay. And he are you talking you around ab- the house. Sorry, are you talking about Hello Neighbor? I'm talking about Hello Neighbor at the moment. And okay, so... The, the thing that we played. Right, okay. So, Hello Neighbor, what happens is you're running down the street and you see your neighbor. Um, you hit screaming coming from the house and you see your neighbor hitting something and you want to break in to investigate what was going on that's the gist of hello neighbor that's the gist of it so in hello neighbor that everybody's been streaming for a really long time you break into the neighbor's house you're creeping around and you've got to find a series of keys while there's this ai neighbor creeping around the house trying to find you and you've got to block doors and get around the place and try and get into the basement anyway they are just bringing out and they have just put into alpha a multiplayer version of this game um called secret neighbor and it's the same kind of principle, but the six of you, and it's online. Everybody joins the game, and one of you, unbeknownst to the rest of them, is the neighbour, in disguise as a kid. And all of the kids go off and split around the house, or team up, or stick together, or whatever they want to do, to try and find the keys to the basement in the various areas of the house. And the one kid, who's actually the neighbour in disguise, can turn into the neighbour whenever they want, and strangle one of the kids to death. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. Okay. So, <laughs> if that isn't bad enough, um, if that is because the kid, like literally, as the kid, you you just see the neighbor's face because he's lifted it, the kid up to eye level, and your vision gradually gets darker and darker and darker until there's just like a pinpoint, and then there's a little grey stone next to your name. So this bloke has just strangled a child to death. Now, That's if so that wasn't grim. if that mm. wasn't bad enough, if that wasn't bad enough. I would suggest from the voices that we heard when we were playing this earlier, because uh, voice chat is always on in this game. You can turn it off, but by default, it's always on. It's not push to talk or anything. Uh, 90% of the people playing this game were kids. They were around 10. The other the other 10, 10% was you and I. With us. Yeah, was just us. Um, and I think Lee and Lewis decided that there was a line to be drawn in the sand here where not only are you virtually strangling children but you are also actually chasing and terrorizing actual, actual children yeah. who are playing this game and because you can hear them if you're the neighbor and you and you pick because it's only a 10 it's only a, a, a ESRB 10 this game wow. so you you know literally they might not even see that you're there and suddenly they're staring at your face because you've just yanked them off the floor and picked them up and started throttling them oh. and you can hear them screaming on the other end of the microphone um. So, yeah, it made you me weren't so happy about this. Were you? It made me feel 10. quite uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if... I was all right with it. I yeah. see. I didn't. <laughs> okay. So, to point out, I didn't actually experience this. This is just going off what Lee was saying. I did hear children, um, talking over the well, children in bunny ears talking over the voice chat but um yeah i didn't experience any of this um firsthand imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I became the neighbor because it's completely random. Mm-hmm. So I became the neighbor. And rather than chasing the kids down and, and killing them, what me and Lee decided to do was if we stuck together, so there was two of us, when the other kids saw us together, they'd think, oh, well, one of them isn't the neighbor because otherwise he would have killed the other one by now. This is this is so, where I ignored the line and I just went started chasing children around the yeah, house. Yeah, and he just he just went with it. He just went with it. <laughs> so Even though I wasn't the neighbour. <laughs> as the neighbour, you've got like this contraption that allows you to see where the kids are in the house through the walls, yeah. like an X-ray thing, and you can also con- control certain secret doors and traps around the house by using it because it's like a fully H.H. Holmes trapped house, right? And so you can you can set off these secret doors and stuff to to control the kids and move them in a certain direction so i was literally following them around and as they were going into a room i was closing the door behind them and then barring the door shut with a chair so they couldn't get out <laughs> and so they had absolutely no idea what was going on um and the one time i turned into the neighbor in front of one of the kids because he had nowhere to go because i just locked him in a room with me the the blood curdling scream that came out of the poor bastard's mouth. I couldn't... I mean, I tried to strangle him. God damn it, I did try my best. But it's so difficult <laughs> to concentrate. Slippery little bastard. It's so difficult to concentrate when they're screeching at you like that. I do sympathise <laughs> with serial killers because it's a high, it's, it must be a hard job. High-stress um, job, yeah. It's a high-stress job. Um, but yeah, it's a bit odd. Playing with other adults, it would almost be nice if they could put an age bracket in there where you could choose the age range of the people that you wanted to play with because it is mm. a bit off-putting. 
to be knowing that you're chasing around and strangling children, even though it's the reality that I want to live half the time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much your life, but yeah. um, you don't re Yeah, I don't know. I just don't... I wouldn't find it comfortable running around chasing after digital children controlled by actual children. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a really shitty version of Dead by Daylight, uh, which is like, you know, at least hmm. that has, uh, I think it's got an appropriate age rating where you're not going to be chasing children. Adult or Halloween. Or Halloween. Imagine yeah. that, right? So the new Halloween game where one of you gets to play as Jason and everybody else. If all of those people Friday were the kids, 13th. Friday the 13th, that's it, sorry. If all of the people that Jason was chasing and then killing were kids, right, the gaming industry would have gone mental. They're, they're everybody seems to be okay though, with this. They? Yeah, I know, but they're not like ten. No. So I don't know. Anyway, look, I don't want to. I don't want to get caught up in the moral, the moral ins and outs of strangling children because, frankly, I'm not on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on shaky ground as that comes. But um, yeah, it was just something that we played recently, and it's a bit weird. Like it's horror in a, it's an uncomfortable horror, but not because it's a horror game. It's uncomfortable because of the way that the game plays and the way that it is. Yeah, it's it had pumpkins weird. in it, so we're we're on safe ground. Yeah, it's not even it's not even because it's necessarily a a scary horror game yeah. or even because of the game itself. It's because of the player base and the situation that you're finding yourself in. Yeah, exactly. I need to play that game with just, you know, a guaranteed set of adults and I'll be okay then. I'm, I'm I good. think it would be kind of fun if you had like yeah. four or five of you and you were all playing it just together in like a locked lobby. Yeah. I think it would be really good fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a bit odd having mm. all of the yeah and i was trying to be really creepy and i was because it's positional audio as well you can creep around and make noises and they'll hear you and they'll hear the direction that your voice came from too depending if they've got good headphones or not and so you, I, I, when i started i was doing that and i was shitting people up and after a while i was starting to think these kids ain't gonna sleep tonight <laughs> what am i doing to these, these poor kids parents are going to be having all kinds of problems and then later. you carried on doing it and then i carried on doing it um <laughs> shouldn't be playing the game if they're gonna get bloody scared right I want to do another round, but before I do another round, Lee, have you got anything actual to to bring to this? Yes, of course I have. Oh, come on. Have you really? Yeah. Is it Pikmin? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> those little fuckers could be quite creepy. No, of course it's not Pikmin. It's Kirby. <laughs> it's Kirby. <laughs> Actually, if something was trying to suck me into his great big fat pink cheeks... It's a night out, I don't want to repeat. Right, I'm going to go around in a slightly <laughs> different direction. I want to go back past L. I'm going to double back, because I know that L's got more that she wants to talk about. Is that alright with everybody? Mm-hmm. Oh my okay. god. I'm going is to circle like... back. This... Well, I want to ask you a different question. So, the the, the, so the first time I, I said, look, what's the thing that stands out in your mind? And, and you did say something that was pretty creepy, a couple of things that were pretty creepy. What is, stand out, the scariest moment that you've ever had in a game the 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 moment that almost made you go no no all the no not playing this anymore okay so picture the scene uh when i was in university i had an attic room uh sharing a house with a couple of people obviously i'm gonna be the creepy lady living in the attic um the boiler was there it was an old boiler so it used to rumble um and, you know, make creepy sounds at whatever time it really wanted. Um, and I was sat in my attic room, three o'clock in the morning, playing a game called Amnesia. Oh my god, this is the first and, time you played it. Yeah. And I had my headphones in, all, you know, had my bedside light on, everything was fine. There's a bit where there is a creature thing in the water, right? And... I have already told everyone how uncomfortable things in the water make me. Uh, I'm pretty bad with fish. Fish is like one of the only things that, you know, puts me off. So I'm there jumping from crate to crate like, oh, fuck's sake. Like, this is really fucking with me. Um, so mid, you know, on, on the crate, dealing with this creepy ass thing that's zooming around in the water, uh, everything goes black. Uh, my partner had decided it was a hilarious time to uh, flip the fuse, uh, <laughs> drain all the power to the house, and oh my God. creep up the stairs and give me the fright of my life. 
Uh, oh so my god. That is the scariest moment I've had because I was about ready to put someone in hospital. Uh, I had my bamboo rattan stick ready to go. I was like, I ain't dying today. <laughs> I'm taking you with me, motherfucker. I was ready. I was ready for that zombie apocalypse. Um, oh, Jesus. If anybody ever did that to me, they would not live to see the light of day. I mean, it was almost like that. He came up those the, the stairs and I was like, well... He's got, he, he had like long hair. So it was almost like, you know, Ringu. Um, so he was, he was going to die. Uh, but thankfully he put up his hands and was like, no, okay. Yeah, we can stop now. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh. he thought you were armed. You, you thought that this bitch was going to go quietly. You're fucking <laughs> wrong. I will not go quietly into this good night. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was my scariest moment. See, a lot of the, a lot of the really scary experiences in games seem to be situational and not actually necessarily related to the game itself. Yeah. All right, okay. I'm going to go round the horn. I'm going to go back to Lee. And good God, seriously, step it up. <laughs> well, so <laughs> Minecraft's not going to count then? No. No. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I was going to avoid VR, but um, I, uh, I'm i going to have to come back to it. And it's not one that I've spoken about before, but I know that you have. Um, and I didn't, I have to admit, I didn't play it for too long because, um, my memories of this are sketchy to say the least. Um, because I didn't, I, I, it scared me quite a lot in VR. It also made me quite ill. So there were, you know, the double reasons of not wanting to play it again because of the, the smell and the sick was, (laughs) it was overpowering and I, not the smell, um, it was overpowering the not wanting me to play it again. Anyway, Alien Isolation is, uh, in VR, in VR. Yeah. A long time ago, I played this, um, I you know, I'm struggling to remember whether it was when I had a DK2, an Oculus DK2 or uh, the, um, first few months of having a Vive. I think it was in the Vive. Uh, it's a controller-only game, so no room scale. You sit down and you use a controller, and but you are in the game. Uh, and you you basically play the game from within their, that person's eyes. That fucking alien is that, that looking at you through the vents in that locker. Um, it, it really was the first time that I fully felt shit scared in VR. I mean, not the first time I've felt shit scared because as we've discussed, I've already played Doom. Because he's um, played Pikmin. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get past the first half hour? I didn't get past the locker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The first half an hour. No, I... I, I uh, you didn't get past the first half a yard. I, I made it through the, uh, the first level, but... Um, problem with that game was uh it was not designed for vr there was a lot of head bob in it um and it really was a, a puke inducer so yeah, it, there was only was so much i could the, take back in the days they hadn't quite got the, the whole vr with the controller thing right and it's still no. not quite right no not quite okay that's an actual horror game i'm proud of you oh i mean not that proud of you because you only played it for 45 seconds but a little bit <laughs> proud of you i qualified <laughs> all right lewis do you have any... You can Actually, you can talk about whatever you want. If you've got a standout scary moment that made you nope the fuck out, then then that would be great. If you don't, then any horror game you want to talk about. So it's more of a, a more recent one, because I know that uh, we started off talking about all the games. But um, yeah, this is a more recent one. So this is the Resident Evil 7 demo. <gasps> oh, yeah. So yeah. Not, not PT... The actual Resident Evil 7 demo when uh, I think they announced it at E3. Welcome to the family, son. <laughs> so I I played that for approximately 12 minutes. <laughs> oh, Lewis. I'm so proud. And as soon as it got a little bit scary, I switched it off. I was like, uh, nope. Nope, 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 nope. It's such a good game. <coughs> so the... For anyone that hadn't played the demo, you basically you're moseying around this house. Um, you, I, I got upstairs, and then um, I heard something. You go into a room full of mannequins, which is fucking terrifying enough. <laughs> but one of the mannequins fell over, 
I turned round and then I saw something walk past the door and I was like, nope, that's enough for me. And then turned <laughs> it off. Done. That is literally it. <laughs> I'm normally not a big fan of the Resident Evil series because I'm such a big Silent Hill fangirl. Mm-hmm. But Resident Evil 7 was so reminiscent of Silent Hill 2, I could not help but love that game. It is such a good game. Up until I the point- bought and paid for this game. Like a fucking idiot. Oh, Rich, did you not like it? Um, oh, it's, no, I, the game was okay. I watched the feeling that it gave me was not excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so funny watching him play. It's, you can, it's oh. the wife. I streamed when... this. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rich. When she comes oh, up those stairs, it's such a good moment. I was like, oh, the oh girlfriend. Man. Yeah, when when she's like coming up the stairs and you're like, I'm seriously going to have to kill you. You yeah. are some possessed son of a bitch. <laughs> it's when she chopped my hand off. I was just like, that's fucking it, love. That's me. <laughs> over. We're done. <laughs> we are There's done. There's no counselling that can yeah. bridge this rift between us. I thought you were talking about the wife's uh, situation where many years ago when we did a week of horror, which... Oh my god, I was literally Um, just about to bring this up because this is probably my all-time favourite moment. Still makes me laugh now. (laughs) Many moons ago when we did a week of horror and we all agreed that we were going to play some spooky (laughs) games. So stupidly, I went out and found a bunch of indie games and I recorded them all with face cam on uh, with me recording them in the dark, and I played a bunch <laughs> of games, and a few of them were quite scary. And I played one called Lone Survivor, which is a 2D side scrolling horror game. It's quite creepy, actually, in quite a few places. But Jesus Christ, if my wife did not jump out from behind my monitor <laughs> at literally the worst fucking moment, I nearly swallowed my entire larynx and the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you fall over and graze your face. That's the worst. Yeah, phrase. I shouted at her. Uh, I hope you fall over and graze your face. Yeah, that was uh, that was Lone Survivor. <laughs> All of those videos actually are on our YouTube channel. If you want to go back and watch any of them, um, right? Okay, we've done a round. I want to talk about a couple of games actually and bring them up, just because these are horror games that have stood out for me, um, or for one reason or another. Not necessarily because they're great, but for one reason or another. Um, and to catch a couple of your reactions, now, you two may not have played these, but I'm pretty sure that Elle would have played a lot of them. And I just want to gauge her reaction. Alan Wake. Did you ever play this? Fuck. Uh. Absolute bag of toss this game was. Paper Chasing Simulator. <laughs> did you play this, Elle? Um, I did, but it didn't grab me enough, if you know what because I mean. Because it was shit. It, it really did feel really... Um, like self-indulgent. It was. I mean. It was. Re- it was like they were going for the fucking Oscar with all of the yeah. pros and bollocks that they put in. It was like somebody who was a failed author and had decided to put all the really clever things that nobody ever gave a shit about that he'd written that nobody read into this game, and it just came across as really obtuse and annoying and up itself. And then on top of that, the gameplay was bollocks. Just trying to yeah. torture them. Just trying to fucking torture them. And I have never known a torch to run out of batteries this fast in my entire <laughs> fucking life. Yeah, it's. I didn't find it scary. Uh. Okay. Right, we're going to flick to another one. And tell me again, you two, tell me if you've played this. Until Dawn. No. Okay. This, oh. this one's going to be really contentious, actually. Well, I'm not sure. Sh- right. So, if you two are going to play a horror game, and I don't think that Lewis can do this, but Lee can. Yeah, I, this Until, is one that I, I keep meaning to pick up because I think my wife would like it. Until Dawn is not necessarily a horror... I wouldn't call it a horror game. In it's the it's like a David terms. Cage game. Mm. It, it's like it's like Scream. Do you remember the Scream films? Yeah. Or, or the kind of... I remember... I know what you did last summer. That kind of era of films. It's like that in a game, but with surprisingly good acting and good writing. Yeah. Um, it, and it came it came across really well. I really liked it. I think this would be a really good game to sit down with a bunch of friends, drunk, and play together. That's exactly what we did. Like it's That's exactly how we played it. Such a, a popcorn horror game. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like watching a movie with friends, but you're playing it. And I think, uh, I know people might have difficulty with um, enjoying uh, like these interactive story kind of games, because that's what this is. This is an interactive story. Um but it's, I, I don't know, like I quite like horror movies 
and I like horror games. So it's something which is in between, which is kind of nice. Because the thing with horror games that has over movies is you've got the stress of choice. Yeah. Um, And there are these pinnacle moments in this game where you're like, holy shit, I have no clue what to do. And your Um, choice will inevitably get somebody killed. Yeah. It was good. It was a good game. Did you know that they made a a PlayStation VR spinoff? Oh, the really? um, the the yeah. hospital, the the one where you're going. Th- oh, it was called the a rush of blood. It was called oh, was Until it? Dawn, a rush of blood, oh. and it was it was a PlayStation. I think I'm pretty sure it was PlayStation VR, but you have basically PlayStation Move controllers, and it's a shooter. It's an on-rail shooter that was in the in in the Until Dawn universe for some oh, fucking bonkers reason that I never particularly understood. Um. Right, look, there's a couple of other games that I want to just bring up, but we don't have to do that right now. We can talk about other bits. Does anybody else have a game that they want to bring up or a story that they want to tell about horror games? Oh, yes. Can I um, just in, uh, just ask a question? Yeah. Is System Shock and System Shock 2 a horror game? <gasps> no. Do you know what? Well, I'd say kind of yes. So it kind all depends. Of. Yeah, it all depends how you're going to look at it because it it is a survival game. It has these psychological elements to it. Um, so what I'm hearing Al say is, it all depends on how much of a big crybaby you are. So yes, then. So, so yes, if you're Lee, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. There we go. There's two more that I played. So carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I mean, Bioshock was actually scarier. If you're talking about scariness oh, in those kind of games, well, Bioshock was so good. Um, Bioshock is amazing. I freaking love the um, cosmetic surgeon who, like, has gone insane. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you remember that bit? Like, that bit it st- has stuck with me, where he's like, oh, they're not pretty enough. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, dude, you need to take a chill pill. you got some fucking issues. No, he doesn't need to take any more pills. The pills were the problem, <laughs> I, feel, I feel, in the first place. Lewis, have you got any other games that you want to bring up? Uh, no, I, I'm a wuss, to be honest. Probably more of a wuss <laughs> than Lee, but I just wouldn't mm. openly admit it. You just hold it better. Yeah. <laughs> you carry it off better. My, well. my bowels still have some tautness to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still have a taut anus. I have a lot life, of control. Life achievement. <laughs> um, so, there was a game from a long time ago, and people might not think that these were particularly scary. However, um, the first game I thought was really, really quite scary and did shit me up quite a bit for a couple of reasons it's firstly because there aren't that many many first person horror games a lot of them are third person over mm. the shoulder or, or mm. whatever it is but there are not that, or at least at the time there were not that many first person horror games the first one of these games scared the living fucking bejeebus out of me mostly because A it was scary and B it was about a scary child so fear okay Fear and it was a shooter, so you know, not that scary, but it, god, it had some fucking moments. Good grief, it had some moments in it. But the biggest boon in this entire series, did anybody ever play Fear 3? Uh-huh. I don't think I've played the third one, no. Um, so Fear 3 was one of those games back in the era, I'm gonna say back in the era, this was at a point in time when they were trying to make exclusively co op games, games that were designed to be played cooperatively not necessarily designed to be played on their own. So me and Ross got this, and we played all the way through Fear 3 co-op. And Aww. it was fucking amazing. It was absolutely brilliant. It had, really, it had very scary bits in it, interspersed with really cool action bits in it. And if you played the first game, there's two people in the first game. There's the main guy that you actually play, and there's the evil bastard who is being manipulated by Alma and who is killing everybody, who turns out to be your brother. In Fear 3, you play as both of those people. So one of you is a is a gung-ho, shooty-shooty, bang-bang, blow-people's-face-off pe- person, and the other one is dead. Because you kill him in the first game. So, so you're a ghost. Pers- so you're a ghost. So the only way that you can inflict damage on people is by possessing them. So... 
the second the first player gets kind of cool stop like stop time mechanics and stuff like that where they get to shoot people the second player has to possess people through walls or windows or security cameras and things like that in order to open doors and allow the other person through or to just fuck people up and kill people so if you possess somebody that's got a great big gun you can then use that great big gun to kill all of his mates and stuff like that then on top of that you had all the fear element and armor walking around and scaring everybody and all the rest of it so good so good if anybody's up for a slightly aging but amazing horror shooter can't recommend it enough really really good right l we're gonna have to wrap this up really soon but i feel like we need to end on an l moment and i know that there's another one um what would you like i have many there are some really off the wall ones uh some nice pixel indie ones let's go as batshit as you can well, hang on. Well, look, all right, I'm going to leave this up to dealer's choice, however. Okay, sweet. Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, just look this up. <laughs> I just literally read about this. So, uh, I am a fan of... Um, like, crazy batshit stuff? Cra- yeah, cr- let, let's just say crazy batshit, batshit stuff. Uh, this was so off the wall, I, I, you literally have to play it. You have to play it. It's uh, it's not scary. Um, it is the the I say scary. It's not jump scary. It's more psychological horror. Um, it's really like creepy, and I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, not to spoil it too much. Obviously, you have this very cutesy looking uh, dating simulator skin that uh, is what you kind of see when you purchase the game uh, it doesn't take long for it to get real and it gets real real fucking fast um i think the trigger warning that one should put on this is like suicide so don't buy this game if that is gonna upset you because holy shit i thought i was just playing a nice game and then there's things happening holy crap amazing well done <laughs> This is quite. This is a little bit disturbing, actually, because on the Steam page, it's just got loads of, let's face it, partially cladded Japanese schoolgirls, yeah. and it looks like a dating sim, and it's got really happy music in the video and all the rest of it. And then oh, it yeah. says, "The literature club club is full of cute girls. Will you write your way into their heart? This game yep. is not suitable for children or those who are easily disturbed." <laughs> <laughs> it's like the end of a radio advert. What the fuck? It's. To be honest with you, I I'm, I might stream this because it's so... It, you have to experience it. It's so interesting. Um, that's one of the things that is so off the wall that I would like to, you know, bring to the party. Okay. This is free on Steam at the moment. What? So... Go for it. I'm in Ooh. for this. Uh, I am not. I'm not. I'm not. And I, I really want to say another one. It's really, really short. Um, but it's it's really good. It's it's free. It's a kind of retro indie horror game about uh, like Hollywood esque exorcisms. It's called Faith. Right. Re- really, um, really pixely. Uh, you are this. Um, uh, what do you call them? Like the the, the father uh, person. A uh, dad. A priest. No. <laughs> A priest. There you go. Um, you're a, a priest. father person. <laughs> a father. Well, you call them a father, don't you? Um, yeah, you are this priest, and you need to make your way through uh, these woods to this house where you, or like one of your f- fellow priests, failed to exercise this little girl. Um, it has a brilliant moment where a demon comes out of her face. It is good it is so good for a free game uh, i had i'm really worried because what this. you class as good the rest of us class as life changing oh, um, come on it's only pixels right look I, I was going to end on this and i'm really worried now but you could you could pick a couple of those if there was one game one game that is either affordable or free that is available on platforms that we have access to that you could ask all of us to play and then come back and report on at some point slash stream it, what would that one game be? Can I report from beyond the grave? Because it'll probably kill me. Oh, wow. Lee's been been auspiciously quiet here. (laughs) I have actually got a heart condition. 
<laughs> oh god, that's true. Actually, like a genuine, actual medical heart condition. Oh, this should be hilarious. Yeah, I'll, I will stream it. Oh no. Um, I don't know. I think this is something that I'd need to actually go away and ruminate upon, and then provide to you. I wanted a snap judgment. I didn't want you to actually put loads of thought in it. Like I don't want us to actually die. <laughs> So, if I wanted you all to play a horror game, what yeah. would I get you to play? Yeah. Um, so, I I would always say, if I had to choose one game to make people play, uh, is is Silent Hill Two, uh, just because it's it's the one game that got me into psychological horror. the The whole concept of someone uh, being like going through and combating their own pseudo sexual um, crises is was just phenomenal for me, um, and it really formed like my favourite brand of horror. Um, but that's on the PlayStation Two. I don't. So know what you've just you, what you've essentially just said is this is the game that made you who you are. Yeah. It's, don't it's... ever play this game. It's like <laughs> if you if you value your mental health and ongoing well being, it's not. It's it's a it's a great great game. There's a Come remastered, the okay. remastered high def version for the PlayStation actually, Three and Xbox Three Sixty. I've actually played yeah. Silent Hill Two, so I I'm okay. But it's on you two to fulfil this wish now. Um. It's it's not got that many jumpy bits, Lee. No. Um, Do you know what? If I had to pick a Silent Hill to get them to play, it would probably be the room. Oh no, that's that's I don't know. There's there's a bit with a cat which I'm always like a little bit. The uh, bit with the cat is wrong. The bit with the slippers I'm not particularly happy about, <laughs> and the bit with the dolls maybe turned it off. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, all of that. Right. Look, we're gonna have to call it a day. Um. What Elle's gonna do is she's gonna go off and she's gonna put some proper thought into this. Now, I fully understand that people with heart conditions uh, or people who don't want to kill me for making them do it probably won't play whatever L recommends. <laughs> However, if it's affordable and if it's something that I haven't already played on on a platform that I have access to, I will play and I will stream this game. And if I absolutely have to, I will do it live so that Lee and Lewis can put kind of director's commentary on it. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> with that. Okay, I thought you might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a way that you can get involved in playing a horror game without actually having to play the horror game. Do you see what how kind I am to you? I, I'm all up for actually driving all the way over to you in the middle of the night. No, I don't in, want you anywhere near me. Climbing <laughs> over your garden wall and tapping on the window with a mask nope, on. Not going to happen. As with most things in life, Lee, I'm happy with you as long as you're not actually in my vicinity. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to call it a night now. I think that has been about enough enough spoopiness. We need to all go off and calm down a little bit and let the sweat dry. There's going to be loads of other games, loads of other spooky games. And do you know what? This is such a rich genre for computer games as well because there are MMOs, there are weird text-based games, there are side-scrolling games. There are so many games that fit into the horror genre and actually do it really, really well. So if you've got any favourite games or if there are any games that you would like one of us, probably me, to play and stream um then let us know tweeters or tell us in our discord or whatever you want to do and over the course of uh halloween and beyond we will see if we can get to them one of us will see if we can get to them and uh and we will see if we can put together either a twitch stream or a youtube video or something because i do kind of enjoy doing this kind of stuff the only thing that i'm not particularly happy about is putting a face cam on but i will do it for the purposes of this i'll do some spoopy no. games too oh yes we're all in uh, do you know what? I'm more than happy to try and play whatever spooky games I've got on my Xbox. So nice, and I will put on a camera as well. <gasps> oh, this is gonna go oh, well. Okay, all right. Uh, right so, you've heard okay, I've got to join in with the spirit of the thing. I will play oh, virtual nice. reality horror games with oh my oh god with the Connect camera on. Oh my god, that's it. That's us. Come at us, bro, with all of your horror games that you would like us to play stream. I'm sure that Elle is going to find some decent ones for us to uh, have a crack at. Um, If you want to see any of the videos that we have done previously about horror spoopy spoopy games, I've put a bunch up on our YouTube, which Lucy is going to very kindly put in the show notes. Also, there were a couple of experiences on Twitch, certainly one where me, Craig, and my wife Hannah played um, Outlast. 
on the televisual box with a camera on top of it, and there is a particular moment in that where there is a collective sharting, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which which might be interesting for people who who want to watch us nearly dying. Right, look, that is it. That has been Ready Player 2, episode 82. As always, I am going to fail to round up where you can find us on the internet, so the best thing to do is um, go to our Twitter and look at the pinned tweet that is at the very top of our Twitter page, and it has got fantastic links there to all the places that you can find us on the internet. Alternatively, you can go to our website, readyplayer2, that's two.co.uk. The majority of the places that you can find us are on there as well, as links are either on the top or the right, and you'll be able to listen to all of the great podcasts that we've got there and on Acast, and also now through Spotify. Um, so there's loads of places you can find us. We are streaming on Twitch all the time, so come find us on there, and also find us in our, I would say new, but newly open to the public Discord. And there's a bunch of people talking and playing games on there and chatting about all kinds of cool stuff. So, have I missed anything, Lewis? Nope. Got everything. Yeah! Nailed it. Hit it all. Uh, apart from our Twitter, at ReadyP2. Oh, at ReadyP2. Of course, that's how they need to find the pin tweet. Okay, cool. You can find me... <laughs> At Zebwin, that's Z-E-B-W-E-N. I have been Rich, I have been your host. I'm going to go off and play some games and probably get myself killed of fright. Lee has been, and you can find him at... I'm sweating profusely at the thought of having to play some of these games. At ZZ, Lee ZZ. And Lewis has been, you can find him at... Uh, you can find me at Louis underscore Kong. And L has been, you can find her at... I've been jabbering excitedly about my favourite things. And you can <laughs> find me... At escaping IRL, it's like your Christmas, isn't it? It is. It, it, <laughs> Halloween. It's like the it's like the post like Christmas for L's. Yeah. <laughs> right. Look, that's been that's been kind of fun, and actually, I've got a couple of games off that, and I've looked through a couple of lists from doing this, and found a couple of horror games that I could actually go back and give a crack at, uh, and a couple that I'm never going to touch ever again, like Dread Out. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Oh, Dread Halls. No. No. What? Dread Halls! No, stop, you can't just pipe up now. Oh, I, feel, I feel like... It's too late, it's too late. No podcast over, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. This has been Ready Player 2, episode 82, the Spoopy Halloween podcast. We will be back very shortly with episode 83, or some other number, but we're pretty scheduled at the moment, and we kind of know what's going on. And we've got podcasts coming out all we? the fucking time, so make sure that, make sure that you schedule and... Uh, and subscribe to us on whatever platform you like to listen to podcasts. Yeah, and actually, it isn't we that is uh, yeah. on it's ball. Lewis. It's, def- it's definitely Lewis. It's definitely <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> I just turn up and talk a lot. Thank you very room. much, everybody, for listening. From all of us, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.